Hello, and welcome to the Oracle of Light. I'm Shauna DeMellon. I'm a lifelong medium and certified life coach. And making the connection with the afterlife has brought me the greatest joy. Since losing my son, Jack, I have navigated grief, heartache, and despair. And it was through connecting with my son on the other side that my heart began to heal and I was able to find joy and meaning in my life again. Now, I'm inviting you into this space as I explore the afterlife, the grieving process, and rebuilding after loss. If you'd like to discover the spirit world and how to move through the loss of a loved one or child, you have come to the right place. This is the Oracle of Light. You are listening to the Oracle of Light. I am your host, Shauna DeMellon, and today I have the lovely Courtney Dawson with me. Hello. I'm so excited that you're here. So nice to connect with you, Shauna. Thanks for having me on the show. Oh my gosh. I, I just, you know, I, I always tell people I go down the rabbit hole on Instagram and I'm like, who are these fabulous people? I need to be in touch with these fabulous people. This is amazing. And the fact that you are also a medium, you are a mentor, you are also a life coach. It was like, oh my gosh, I, we'll probably, we could probably talk for six hours straight and, and not cover it. Right. <laughs> Definitely. And you and I actually have some similarities with our, um, with the loss of a child as well. So there's some other commonalities commonalities that we have too. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And we will talk about that. So I would love to, I would just love to know, tell us about your world. Tell us how did this, this start? Where did it start? What did it look like? Just, I would love for you to share your story with our listeners. Okay. Well, it started, uh, I'm not exactly sure when, to be honest with you, I've had an awareness of the spirit world and psychic phenomena as long as I can remember. My earliest recollection, Shauna, I was about three years old and I was out in my backyard with my mom and we had a wooden swing set and she was pushing me on it. In the backyard, we had a really tall uh, wooden fence and I could see a shadow figure, but how I could tune in and and identify who he was, I mean, at three years old, I'm not sure. But um, I did have a really good vocabulary when I was three and I was already starting to read. So um, I, I, the vocabulary was there to describe. And I remember telling my mom, this individual, this man is here and gave information. She had no idea who he was, but yet there was something within her that goes, okay, my kid's actually seeing something. What the heck is going on? And I, I just had so many different experiences, Shauna. And to be honest, not all of them are positive. And, uh, there's a lot of people in the spiritualist community, and I am a spiritualist minister that don't believe that there's negative energy (laughs) or entities. Right. And unfortunately I have had the privilege of having encounters with that realm. And so for me, it is a lived experience. So it's my truth having, that knowledge. And honestly, some of them are pretty nasty, instilled a lot of fear within me. And so throughout like my childhood, even into my teens, I really did what I could like tried my harness on it to really suppress those abilities. Because 
when you're tuning into things that other people can't see, especially if there's fear associated with it, it can cause a lot of anxiety. It can cause depression. It can cause, you know, eating disorders. It can cause sleep issues. It is this ball that just kind of spins out of control and you're caught up in it. And at that time, I honestly didn't have really anybody I could talk to about Shauna because my family was very devout Christians. And I grew up in the church. My parents were elders in the church. And so there was always this awareness of light and dark angels, demons. You know, I, I'm not sure if I like the, the term demons, but I mean, based on the the doctrine, the dogma that I was raised, that was the language that I had at that time. And I was scared as hell, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. And then I had some pretty incredible experiences at 18 years old when I had a stillborn and then it just kind of triggered some more stuff, um, having direct communication with my child and then just always having this inner knowing of things that were going to happen. So definitely really kind of a blend of the psychic and the mediumistic abilities working often like simultaneously, sometimes in different, um, separately, right? And in different uh, circumstances, one would kind of pop out more than the other. And honestly, it wasn't until I was probably in my early 30s that I just, I was ready. I just gone through a divorce. I was in this complete identity crisis. I've gone from being a wife to now I'm a divorcee. I'm a mother of two. And what I need to relook at my life. And through that, these abilities just started to resurface. And I started attending some classes, doing Reiki. And then the connection with spirit was just so, so strong that I knew I needed to explore more. And then one day I was at a friend's house and their brother, um, somebody who actually babysat when he was little, he had passed. And they went to this, they called it a church in a local city here. And they said, there's some mediums on a stage giving readings. I thought, oh my God, what kind of circus are you guys going to? Literally, that's what I thought, right? Here are these people like running towards their abilities. And then there's me, you know, hightailing it the other direction. Like these guys are like, they're, they're crazy. What are you doing? But there was something in their story that really resonated with me. And I can't even pinpoint it or identify it, Shauna, but something felt right. What that was, I don't know, but something felt right. And then it was just this uh, process of discovery, self-exploration, discovery of things unseen. And I was too scared, honestly, to ask them what the name of the place was. But the spirit world kept saying, you need to go check out this place, check out this place. And I go, why? And each month I kept ignoring it. And then it got stronger and stronger. So I started Googling, trying to figure out what this place was, what it was, where it is, all of that. So I ended up uh, making plans to go to a a message night, which is a demonstration of mediumship that they do on the platform. And I didn't want to go alone. So I told my girlfriend, she's like, oh yeah, I've been there like four or five times. It's great. I go, whoa, wait a minute. Um, You didn't tell me that. So we went and I had profound experiences that um, I'd love to put in a book one day, profound experiences that completely changed the course of my trajectory in life forever. Amazing. Oh, I love that. Yes. You definitely need to put that in a book. Absolutely. 
<laughs> for for time's sake of the show, I won't go into all the details, but there was a lot of uh, direct communication with the spirit world. There was some physical psychic phenomena that was taking place, um, seeing spirit objectively and hearing them clear audiently. It was like the floodgates just opened and it was this power that flew through me that I couldn't stop. And then, you know, when we start developing our abilities, we get, it's almost like a spiritual high you get off it, but then you don't really know what it means, what to do. And there's just, you're kind of caught up in it. And then I go, well, hold on, let's put the brakes on it. Let's talk to somebody. Let's get some information. And then Let's actually start developing. And I always knew that I wanted to develop, but I wanted to be disciplined from the start because I've seen a lot of sketchy people, psychics slash mediums slash healers slash readers, whatever label they use. And I go, oh my God, I would never want to be described as somebody like that. Right. Uh, you know, and and that's been my my path, my mission, my sole purpose to do the work with integrity. Mm -hmm. I love that. And and, uh, similar, you know, when, when my ability started to, you know, start to percolate again and start to wake up again, I thought, okay, if I'm doing this, we're doing this right. So I'm a stickler, you know, when I'm teaching and talking about mediumship, I'm like, there are foundational pieces. There are, you know, this is how you create sacred space. You know, there are boundaries. (laughs) It's like, no, this is what we're doing. Like, it's not, it's funny. There was, um, there was a woman that reached out a few weeks ago and she said, you know, I had a reading with another medium, um, but she'd like smoked weed before our session. So I'm kind of not sure about some of the things that she said. And I said, wow. Okay. I said, don't, please don't tell me her name. I said, I would love to yeah. work with you, but it's just, and same thing, you know, and I think this is another similarity that we have is that this work is sacred. And, Definitely. you know, there, I have the utmost respect for it and I'm blessed. And it's just, it's, it's an incredible, an incredible thing to experience. And I also love that you talked about, you know, entities and demons. And, you know, I had, I had the nickname of um, the cleaner here in Calgary. It was like, oh, there's, you know, psychic phenomenon. We have to call Shauna. Ooh. And, you know, people would start saying, you know, you're like a ghostbuster. And I'm like, yes, I am. I said, you know, and I tell people all the time, it's like the movie ghost. I mean, there are these, these, you know, not darker or evil energies, but it's just, they're just a lower vibration. And are they on the planet? Yep. And do we put focus on them? No. But I mean, if we just having the awareness of it is, is all you need. And it's true. I've run into people too, where they've said, I'm a demon because of what I do. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Lots of, lots of, lots of ideas around that. And I find that people that come at me like that, there's usually um, a grief, a loss that they haven't processed. There's also, you know, there could be stuff that happened in their childhood that they don't understand. So it's just, I find the whole thing is, is just fascinating. And it's, again, it's, it's just so nice to connect and, you know, sort of, sort of share what this looks like to people. And I love having other mediums on as well, because people hear it from me and they're like, "Mm, so what? this is this is your experience but then to have someone else on it's like no 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 this is this is really what happens this is really what happens and now absolutely mm-hmm. absolutely and it's interesting because i actually grew up in a christian church and for a time i went to a private christian school and so the the dogma the doctrine the creed it was really ingrained within me and to be honest i really really struggled with having that awareness thinking and and that's where a lot of the fear base came from was from the doctrine, the teachings of the church. And it wasn't until I got serious about sitting in a development circle and getting that knowledge that the fear was released. 
The mm-hmm. fear was removed. And I feel when people are scared about connecting with the spirit world, even connecting with their loved ones in spirit, oh my God, one, am I waking the dead? Two, is it um, a an evil spirit pretending to be my loved one? All that kind of garbage, right? Yep. And they don't recognize that it's garbage because they don't have anything else to form a, a basis of um, understanding on it, right? And mm-hmm. it's like, no, hold, hold the train, hold the train. So if we look at, you know, even Jesus, he was one of the world's probably best mediums. He mm-hmm. saw angels, he communicated them. He was an incredible healer. Yes. And then if we look at the church, what did they do? They shut him down because mm-hmm. he was letting people know, hey, you guys can connect with source energy. You can connect with angels by yourself. You don't have to go to a building. You don't have to tithe in order to get approval from the church and then you know you're sanctified it's none of that no. so it's all this stuff that's been going on for thousands of years and of course we know it gets passed down anyways i love comparative religion that's one of my things and i really enjoyed in my ministry training but it actually is applicable to now where people are more aware of okay there's actually mediums and psychics around here and there's almost like this normalizing of it if that makes sense. And and then there's still some of that trepidation. And a lot of it comes from hundreds, if not thousands of years ago. And it's just stuff that's been passed down because people haven't allowed themselves to think freely. No. Right. And it's so true. I mean, I was raised Catholic. So same thing. It was, you know, the first time I, I, I saw our neighbor in the backyard, I said, mom, there's Mr. Barry. He's he, mom. He's not wearing glasses. Mom, mom, there's Mr. Barry. Do you see him, mom? And she was just like, oh, she was mortified. She's like, what's wrong with you? And then I don't think I got, I didn't get dinner for a couple of nights because it just, we didn't have TV shows. We didn't, you know, we didn't talk about it. We didn't, yeah. you know, it was just, it was the work of the devil. It wasn't, it wasn't what we did. And, you know, I, I again shifted, you know, when I graduated high school, it was like, and we're done with Catholicism. I respect yeah. it. If that's your jam, I absolutely respect it. Don't try to push it on me. Don't try to convince me. You do you, I do me. And it was interesting because a lot of people were just like, this is crazy. Like, how do you know that? I I say to them all, how do you know you're breathing oxygen? Did you go to Costco? Did you load up? Like, how do you know that you're breathing it? And I said, you know, I say to people, this is an invitation. This is an invitation for more. And if it resonates, run with it. If it doesn't, that's okay too, right? Absolutely. And it's interesting because I get a lot of uh, people from all over North America, primarily, uh, that are coming for tutorship, mentorship. And it's interesting where people think that, okay, if I want to learn about mediumship, then I'm opening a door and I don't know what's coming in. And this is where practicing discernment is so important. We should be practicing that in our day-to-day life anyways. but getting into a circle or taking classes, you're not opening in a door, you're opening up your awareness, you're allowing yourself to open up to that knowledge that is already latent and implanted within the soul that resides within your physical body. So mediumship is more about a discovery of self and allowing yourself to be aware that there are things beyond your five senses, and that it is so natural, just like as you said, Shauna, breathing air, there, there's nothing mystical or mysterious about communication. And definitely in my work with my students and in my private sittings and on my show, I like to normalize those conversations because it's nothing, it is a sacred craft. It's a, it's something that's so sacred that I treasure. And I am so honored every time I can work with the spirit. 
But I recognize too, and I let people know, anybody can learn mediumship. doesn't mean you have to start going slinging readings and, and put a, a sign up and start doing it for work. But no, it can help you one, connect with your own loved ones, help you through your grieving process. It can help inspire you to live your life to the fullest because we recognize there's no such thing as death. And if we're not afraid of death, then we shouldn't have a fear of living. Exactly. I love that. I love that. You know, and I always tell people, your loved ones on the other side are 1000% alive in spirit. They just don't have their physical form anymore, but they're still a part of your life. They're still a part of your world. And, you know, I, 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 this, not that it scares people, but I always tell them, you know, when you just, you're out, out and about with your day and you randomly think of your loved one, that's them. And people are like, Oh, what? And it's just, and same thing. I always tell people, you do not need to be a medium. You don't need to see a medium to connect with your loved ones on the other side. Sometimes it's easier because we don't have the emotions. We, we don't, we're not connected to it. We're not in it. We have the bird's eye view and, you know, we're neutral and we can just bring it through. And, you know, it's interesting too, because I often, I tell people, you know, we, when I teach, I start with, you know, making that connection with your spirit, because you at first and foremost, you are a spirit and you have that spiritual connection with your spirit, your soul, whatever that looks like. And that's where we start. It's not, you know, I said, because if you don't have a connection with you and then you're trying to connect with them, I don't know, that could be a little crazy. And again, I, I love the foundational pieces. There are, there are a lot of people like any industry. There are a lot of people that um, maybe haven't embodied it. Um, you know, perhaps they haven't truly um, connected in with their soul and, and their purpose. And, you know, it could be, you know, a myriad of different reasons. But, you know, I find the same thing. I'm often debunking stuff. People are asking me questions all the time. And it's like, no, 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 that's and again, they'll say to me, well, how do you know? Well, I've been doing this long enough to I know. And, you know, and again, yeah. after connecting with Jack, my son, Jack on the other side, that was a game changer. And I love what you said, you know, when we make that connection, it just, it, there's an opportunity to bring so much beauty into our world from making that connection. And for me, the biggest piece was healing, connecting with him again on the other side was helping me to facilitate, you know what, I, I can heal my broken heart now. I know where he is. And it just, it's such a beautiful, beautiful connection. And I just love to open people up to the possibility. It's like, if, yeah, like our loved ones are meriting and, and unconditional love. And when we connect into that, guess what? We are connecting to that and we can bring that into our world. So it's you know, a little slice of heaven on earth, really. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And with me, in order for mediumship to even be facilitated, there has to be a love bond between the two people. And a lot of people I get comments or questions about, well, if I open up, is something scary going to come through? I'm like, well, no, because your loved ones, and I honestly, I need to trademark this because I say it probably every day, your loved ones are still people without bodies. Yes. That's it. Yes. They are. They have not changed, but of course they have the opportunity to grow and heal and work through some of the stuff that they haven't on the earth plane. And, and that's my understanding, but it doesn't mean that they're in a state of trauma or they're in fear or they're in physical pain. We know that, um, but there has to be that, that love essence in order for mediumship to even be facilitated. So for that that information alone should remove the fear of even going to have a mediumship reading with the intention of wanting to connect with your loved ones. And mediumship at its core, Shauna, I believe is all about healing. It is about heal yep. comforting the bereaved. It is about also bringing healing to those in the spirit world, because maybe they didn't get an opportunity to say goodbye to those 
loved ones that are still in the physical. Of course, they want to say goodbye. Doesn't mean that they're not, you know, they're not around or they're still around so that that we need to, it doesn't matter that there is an absence of closure. No, they still need to have that. And also for our loved ones to know that we still welcome them and we're aware that their presence is still influencing us today, just like it always has. And that death is not a door that's closed forever. It's merely a continuation on. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. I love that. And same thing, you know, like I always tell people, you know, your loved ones are still very much a part of your life. They know when they're babies, they know that they're at the birthday parties or at your Christmas birthday, you know, like they are still so much a part of your life. And, you know, when we can make that connection and, you know, it's part of the work that I do then is, you know, I, I help facilitate, you know, the healing and the grief and, and the loss and everything that that comes with. And then we, you know, when that person is able to accept that this is what's happened. And then we start to reclaim parts of us and we start to rebuild that new life and finding that purpose in life again and finding that meaning in life again. And like I said, if I hadn't connected with, well, at first it was my grandparents, my grandparents had transitioned. And I think I shared this with you. I saw a spirit from early back as long as, as far back as I can remember. And I called them the see-through people. I was like, they're see-through people. Don't you see them? And it was like, nobody else saw what I saw. And then my grandparents started coming in and there was a medium that I saw probably 20 years ago. And she's like, there's a woman here and she keeps like smiling and she keeps clicking her teeth and she's laughing. And I'm like, what? Well, my grandmother, she was so excited. She was from Newfoundland and they didn't have dental plans back then. So when she came to Calgary to live with us, she had all of her teeth done and she used to always walk around with this big grin. And she was like, ah, she would pretend to bite people. She was so excited that she had teeth. I know. So as soon as she said that about the teeth, I thought, oh, good God, she's, she's connecting with my grandmother. And so it was interesting because they started to, they started to come through first. And it's, I always tell people, you know what, take what resonates and leave the rest. If this doesn't resonate with you, swipe left. This isn't for you. That's okay. Right. Like it's, but I find that more people are curious. Like I think it's like half and half, half the people that hear about what I do, they're, they're terrified or they're throwing stuff at me. And the other half are like, can I tell you about a dream? And I get signs all the time and I communicate with them. And so it's just, it's this whole realm of possibility. And, you know, I, same thing, you know, I had, you know, I had panic attacks and I had anxiety and I couldn't go to restaurants and it was just, it was so crazy. And then I realized, Oh, well, it's because I'm aware of spirit energy. <laughs> Oh, okay. So this is hundred percent, hundred percent. I get a lot of people actually just have um, a new student I'm working with and she has had the racing heart, the clammy hands, um, severe anxiety. So we start talking. Well, she's definitely has these mediumistic powers of awareness. She just doesn't understand them. And that's the value of mentorship and training. Cause then you can understand what's actually happening. Yes. And very quickly, there was, I tuned in, there's so many people around her in spirit. And I gave her pieces of evidence that validated some of the experiences that they told me. And she goes, oh yeah. And I said, and this happened. And then you, your body responded. Yes, you were doing this. And then this happened. Yes, you were out here or doing this. And then this is how you responded. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, it makes sense. Think of us like a like a cell phone tower. And then we've got all these signals coming out. Well, we're, we have all these like little tentacles, we're picking up on everything. Yes. And there's things we can do to become less sensitive when we're not wanting to be opening and connecting. And I just find it so fascinating. But what you mentioned about your grandma, 
is something I feel is really, really important. There's so many different types of mediumship. There is inspirational mediumship where we just kind of let spirit channel. Then there's entertainment mediumship where we see a lot of it. Um, There's some other stuff. Honestly, I don't even know what you'd call it. I wouldn't even call it mediumship. Some of it I honestly just think is trash because it doesn't bring proof of survival. It is not comforting the bereave. And really it kind of borders on cold reading and psychic work. And there's nothing wrong with psychic, but it is not the same as mediumship. Evidential mediumship is a style I work with. Everyone's got their own gig and how they work is cool. But the value of evidential mediumship is that we're going to work with spirit, the medium. And we want to bring through pieces of information that defy logic pieces of information somebody isn't going to be able to find on your Facebook page or, or Googling um, yes. any of that. Right. Yep. And I feel when you can bring in that type of evidence mm-hmm. and I believe that we need to be at least 95% accurate in all of our readings. Mm-hmm. Otherwise it's open to interpretation mm-hmm. on the recipient on what you're actually mean. But yep. when you can have like one piece of information, I did a reading, it was maybe a month ago, ago with this one client and her husband had passed to the spirit brought through characteristics, personality. She's like, yep, that sounds like him. But then he's like, I want to talk about the tamales that you made yesterday. And he even talked about ingredients that were put in it, um, showed me a Mexican flag. She's like, oh my God, turns out Mexican family, part of that, they did make the tamales. And then he was giving her heck for all the stuff she stuffed under the bed because he was a clean freak. She hadn't cleaned stuff. She was just shoving under the bed and her face dropped. She's like, now I know that you are talking to my husband, right? Exactly. And that's the difference between education, you know, like uh, I'll say entertainment where, oh, I've um, I've got a mother figure here. Who's the mother figure that passed from right? a heart attack? Yes. Like all the, the fishing questions. We call them fishing oh, questions. It's like, yeah. it's like, no, it's, you know, and, and I work differently too with people because I'll say to them, you know, they'll say, well, who's here? Well, I can connect to 50 of them. Who do you want to talk to? And then it's like, tell me, who would you like to connect with? And then they come through and then same thing. I'll, I tell them, you got to give me stuff. So they know exactly who I'm talking to because then we're working together here. So let's, let's make this, it's like validating it for them. It's like, what is the point of, uh, you're right. Like there was, there was somebody I watched on TV. I don't remember who it was. This was years ago, but it was like, he would say something and then the people would just start talking. Oh yeah. And this and this and this and this. And then they would talk for 10 minutes and then he would share another little snippet and then they would talk. And at the end of it, he said to them, so how did your loved one die? Can you tell me? And it was like, what that that's to me, that's not mediumship to me. That is, I don't even know what you call that. Like you said, it was just like, Okay, mediumship is giving evidence and proof of, you know, that there is life after what we're here in the physical experiencing and that, you know, it's validating, it's healing. It's like you said, having that last conversation, being able to say whatever it is that you need to say, it's, it can be closure, it can be growth, it can be so many things. And it's so true with that, right? Because it's just, yeah, I I hear you because it's just like, and you know, you know, when you get somebody sitting in front of you, and they're kind of like, Hmm, what you got? And I'm like, let's go. <laughs> let's do this. Give me something to open this up. And it, to me, it could be something that doesn't make sense, but we have to say it. It's like, okay, I don't know what this is, but it's coming at you. Here you go. <laughs> it's like Absolutely. Absolutely. And just depending on how you've been trained, you know, give what you get. But then um, I've been also with mentors where they say, you need to know what you're giving. So it makes sense to the recipient. I kind of fall in the middle 
Yeah. Uh, because I could say, oh, I see a cloud. Big deal. Big deal. Okay. Um, or, and then what I'd say to a, you know, I don't want to be the medium that would say to a client. And so how do you connect with clouds? No, it's, it, no, no, it doesn't work. Um, and then I would ask spirit, okay. Or get them to share with me. What does that actually mean? How is, how is this applicable to the, the recipient or your loved one? Yes. And, and it's their communication. I'm just the storyteller of someone else's story. So I just need to be relaxed, neutral, and allow them to work through me. And I just pass it along. I usually tell clients, I'm like the post lady. I deliver the messages. I don't know who this, who the sender is. I don't know what they're writing. But if I can stay really kind of calm and relaxed, we can sort that out for you. Yes, exactly. I always tell people that too. Like I'm just, I'm like the phone. I'm just listening to what they're telling me and I'm relaying it to you. And I say, you know, yeah. I tell people my lingo may sound different. And sometimes what I'm hearing sounds really different. I said, but you know what? It's, it's coming in and same thing. It's like, you know, what's, what's the point of, you know, what is, what is the the point of saying, you know, there's a mother figure, uh, who is that? Whereas, you know, there's a mother figure who died of cancer. And that's, you know, sometimes in the group sessions, it's like, okay, who are you connected to? And okay, you're over here. <laughs> it's like, okay, let's figure out who's connected to who and let's figure out what they need to hear, what will make the most difference. And, you know, it's it's really quite fascinating. There was, again, there was a read, um, a medium I saw years ago. She was doing um, like a big group event. There must have been, I want to say like 200 people. And she came out wow. and she would, she would stand there and she would say, okay, okay, just a sec. They're all yelling, just a minute. Let me see what I can get. Okay. Hang on. They're all yelling. Okay. Okay. So there's somebody over here, your father. Okay. Hang on. They're yelling. And it was interesting because with my training, it's like, no, we're working together. So I like one to come through. <laughs> then we can have another come through if it's two at a time. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, I, we don't open the floodgates. Cause I always, mm -hmm. I would tell people, you know, and again, I work differently. I'm like, who do you want to connect with? And oftentimes it's, you know what, this child is here. Your son is here. This is who's here. Let's start there. Cause I said, I tell them, you know what, we all have like an aunt Edna who will just get the talking stick and she'll talk for no reason. And there's no value. There's no healing. Yeah. There's no beautiful message. There's there, there's, she just wants to talk for the sake of talking. And I said, so we want aunt Edna to maybe come in at another time. So today we want someone to come in that, that you'd really like to connect with like a recent loss or, you know, the people that I work with it, you know, they had yeah. miscarriage, they've, they've lost a child. And so it's, it's whatever they're needing in that moment. And yeah, like I just show up. I'm like, I'm, it's funny. I always tell people, you know, on my client days, I, I eat different. I meditate twice a day. I pretty quiet, pretty chill around the house. It's just, it's, I'm just getting my energy, you know, aligned so that I can be in service and be the best channel. Yeah. I can be. Yeah. Absolutely. Because our, our mental state, our emotional state certainly affects our mediumship. And so yes. we we want to be clear channels for the spirit world. And that's where the spiritualization of self becomes so important. Because yes. if we got a whole bunch of crap we haven't healed and resolved, and then we want to bring through clear, accurate, specific information from the spirit world, we're going to have a hell of a time doing it because we're so clogged up. And yep. then that affects our filters and in which we actually perceive the information from the spirit and it yep. can completely change the context of it as well. And there's a lot of, a lot that people don't understand about, you know, mm -hmm. mediumship. They think, okay, I want to be able to connect with spirit. They don't understand the contact that you make with the spirit world is a byproduct of everything else that you do outside of your private sitting or your practice. Yep. It totally and, yep. Yeah. And it becomes a lifestyle. 
It is. It's, it's totally a lifestyle. You know, like it's people are always, you know, they'll say to me, so, you know, I call it the first hour I'm up in the morning. I call it my power hour. So I drink water and I do some stretching and I'm journaling and I'm meditating and I'm thinking about my day and, and, you know, whatever I'm doing. And, you know, sometimes I'll, I'll have a latte. I call it lattes with loved ones, you know, and then my son Jack comes in and just, it's, it's setting that intention. And, you know, a lot of people are just like, no, what's the big deal with meditating? And it's like, well, I've meditated for hundreds of thousands of hours. I said, it's, it's the cornerstone of, of being a clear channel, like you said, you know, and then when I became a Reiki master, it was, whoa, that brought it up a notch, right? Like, it's like Reiki's yeah. a good rooter going through chewing up stuff. And, you know, after I lost Jack, I took six months, I took a six month break, because I couldn't stay neutral. I would just yeah. sit in a session. And if it was if I was reading for somebody that lost a child, I would be like, Oh, God, like, I just, I couldn't keep my emotions out of it because it was so raw still. And so, and recognizing that, like I had, uh, there was one coach that said, she's like, who cares? You know, just trust that they'll get what they need. And I said, I choose to show up as the best version of me. I, this, this is my calling. This is, this is who I am. Like I said, I'm not going to show up and half-ass it. I'm going to show up to the best of my ability and this is real for me. This isn't just, you know, charlatan with a, a glass ball on a corner, you know, give me five bucks and I'll tell you what the lottery numbers are. <laughs> and that's another thing too. And it's, it's interesting because, you know, we have our psychic abilities and, you know, people that are psychic typically are not mediums, but mediums have both running. And so there've been a lot of mediums that I've had readings from where it was just psychic information. I had one lady tell me, oh, your grandfather's here. Oh, he loved being on the trains. It was lovely. And she told this whole story for about 20 minutes. And I'm thinking, who is she talking to? <laughs> it's like, I don't hear trains are, there's no, no, like there was nothing that connected. It was like interesting, but she was good on the psychic piece. She's like, yeah, this is going to happen. And that happened. And it was like, whoa. And everybody has their own, their own gift, their own flavor, you know, like it's just, and what lights them up? Like, well, you know, working with, with mothers who have lost children, that doesn't light up everybody. That isn't everybody's jam. Right. Mm-hmm. Totally. And, uh, the comment about the person reading psychically and thinking they're mediumistic. Yeah. I actually see that a lot, Shauna. Yes. Same. And Same. it's, it's for me, it's a red flag that they don't have proper training. Yep. And they obviously don't even know themselves because if they did, they would recognize what their energy feels like. So they could differentiate between somebody else's and there is a difference between the psychic and the medium and they both have a place. They both have a purpose and they're both beautiful, but you know, here's another thing too. I actually learned when I was at the Arthur Finley college in England is some people, they think they're working mediumistically, but they're actually not. They are reading the auric field of the recipient and within the auric field contains all of your memories, your emotions connected to dead people. And I hate that term, but just for some people that don't understand the term like discarnate or spirit people, all of that information is within the auric field. They can actually tune into it. Yep, it is. It's true, right? Like it was just like, there was some... Um, there was there was a lady that I read for this is years ago. And at the end of her session, she said, that was wow. She said that that wow. She said, I just she said, is that what mediumship is? I said, I'm just relaying like she's like, how do you know that? I said, because they're telling me. And yeah. it, she's just like, but I've had other mediumship readings before and they don't touch on those things. And I said, you know what? Mediumship, you know, like I could read it's like a Rubik's Cube. I might read blue that day. Courtney may be reading red. 
I said, neither's right, neither's wrong. It's just how we are interpreting the energy. It's how our gifts work. It's it's how strong the connection is from the other side. That's another thing I like to tell people. Like if, you know, if your mom was a really soft talker, sometimes I'm like, can you turn up the volume a little bit, please? You know, and for me, it's the personalities that will usually come through. And that's that's a lot of how they know who I'm talking to. So it's like, yeah. okay, there's there's a big personality coming through. And and it's just, it's it's so true, right? And it's I love that we're having this conversation because it's, again, it's like, if you're going to do something, do it to the best of your ability. Definitely. You know, just, you know, get the training. I mean, I trained with Sylvia Brown. I've trained with Sonia Chiquette. I've trained with so many different people around the world, same thing. And it's just like, no, I want to train with people who understand it, who have done their inner work, who can bring, you know, their best version of themselves to the table. Because yeah, it's just, you know, it's, and then it's funny because years ago I used to do, um, I used to do parties and I'm starting, my, my guides are like, just call them group events now. I'm like, okay, okay, okay. But I'm a stickler. I'm like no recreational drugs or alcohol before your session, 24 hours before. And, you know, and it was funny because I did this, this one party years ago and one of the women, like there was nothing coming through. I'm just kind of like, like I, there were no loved ones, like there was nothing coming through. And then she kind of giggled and she said, I was so nervous that I had a glass of wine. I said, okay, so I'm going to give you your money back because that, that isn't how this works. And so it was, it's really quite fascinating. And a lot of, a lot, I've met a lot of mediums, you know, in and around my, where I live, who smoke pot, who drink, they'll sit and drink with the people before they give readings. And it's like, what are they vape? Oh, that was the best one was there was a woman that I, um, I heard about a client. She said, do you vape? I said, no. And she's like, okay, well, I just had a reading last week with a woman and she was vaping. And I said, huh, interesting. Okay. I said, so bringing that into your energy field is going to cloud the information. So she, she may be 20% accurate. I, I don't know. Like, I'm not going to pay somebody if they're 20%. I'd rather pay for my nice high, high numbers because I know that it's authentic. And I know that they're walking their talk. They're talking their walk. They're, you know, yeah, what I mean? yeah. totally. I, I, I'm the same with as you, Shauna. So I do group events and I actually have a brochure that's on my website. Tells them exactly what to expect, how I work. Yep. I will not read for people that are under the influence of drugs or alcohol or even heavy prescription medicine because it alters their energy. And I remember working at um, doing an event at the spiritualist church. I was a minister at of, and sitting at my particular table, they bring people in, you know, 15 minute readings. And this one lady sat down and I tuned in and I just, my solar plexus went, Ooh, like I, it was, it was yucky. Yep. And then as I'm tuning into the client, the auric field like was jagged. It was all messed up. And yeah. I, I just said, and then I said, I can't, I can't do this. And then I got a whiff of the booze and I go, that makes sense. And I said, I'm sorry, I'm not going to be able to read for you. Please go to the front and get a refund. Yep. And, the, and this is where, you know, we can have events and, and promote mediumship because everybody is going to benefit from mediumship or can benefit from mediumship at one time in their life. Cause we're all going to experience death. Yes. Absolutely. That's just a fact of life. But those of us that are in this work need to represent it properly and with integrity because we are ambassadors for the spirit world. We are a voice for the spirit and we want to do so with the intention that 
we want to be the best we can be and bring through the clearest information. And I think about if I'm dead on the other side, do I only want to have an option of coming through somebody that's high, intoxicated, under the in- influence, and really just has a lot of emotional trauma that they're bag- they're they're carrying around in a bag? Heck no. 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 I want to go through somebody who's got it together, knows what they're doing, understands the mechanics of the mediumship so that they're going to be able to pick up on exactly what I mean and be able to convey it with accuracy to my loved one. So then my loved one knows I'm still here. I'm not in a grave. I'm not in an urn. And we got to think of it that way too. We're, we're giving voice to those that don't have a physical voice anymore. And there's such a responsibility that comes with that. And then there's mediums who want to do the parties, which that's okay. But I I feel the setting is important because it's not a novelty. It is not a, uh, an, an event or it's not a novelty. That's all I can say. It's not something you're going to go to the circus or the flea market at. I remember growing up, Shana, we used to go to the flea market. (laughs) It's a huge one. There's still one actually close to my house. Yeah. Massive. And there would always be a lady in the corner who had a big table with a crystal ball. She'd read palms and, she had the whole gap with like the little bandana, the big hoops, the crazy clothing. Yep. I just thought, oh my, it just something was off-putting about that, yes. right? Yes. And if we want to be able to touch more hearts and assist with healing on both sides of the veil, we need to show up mm-hmm. properly. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I could go on forever Absolutely. about that. Shana. Oh, I know. I could too. I could too. There was... um this was years ago, years and years ago. Um, I had a few clients that came through and said, oh my God, there's this reader. You have to go see her. And I said, oh, okay. Wow. And I was curious. It was like, I I would love to connect with, you know, my loved ones. That's, that's awesome. Yeah. I'd be, you know, it's kind of fun. You know, it's like, okay, let's see what we get. And she was reading rocks. So she had like rocks that she brought in from like they look like river rocks. And then she had a few like gemstones kind of mixed in and she's like, okay, pick your rocks. And I was like, okay. So I pick my rocks and then she starts, you know, it's like she's channeling whatever it is through these rocks and absolutely nothing made sense. It was like, wow, that's fascinating. Like I just, it was just so interesting. And it was like, I'm always curious to see how other people are doing it. And, and, you know, I'm always, I'm a lifelong learner and I can't know everything. And so it's just, I'm always open to the possibilities. And I just remember that thinking, huh, that's really interesting. And a lot of the work that I do and and you as well, a lot of the work that I do is healing. So if you come to see me for a session or you take a class, you will you will have an emotional release at some point. Like this is, you're stepping into an arena with higher vibrations, these just these different energies. And again, it's unconditional love. There was a woman that I read for years ago and and her father came in and as soon as the energy came in and, and just sort of wrapped around her, she started crying. And I said, yeah, I said, that is, that's it, right? And now, you had mentioned something uh, on your, I, I, if it was on your your Instagram or on your website about, and I just wanted to touch on this, is um, about how to get realigned with your soul. I love this because I think this is so important as you were mentioning earlier. I mean, if somebody's, you know, high, if they're using drugs, you know, if they're they're drinking, if, you know, they've got a lot of turmoil in their world, that's going to impact that alignment, if you will. And so would you, would you share a little bit about 
you know, how do you get realigned with your soul? What does that look like? So getting realigned with your soul can look different for everybody. So my first recommendation is that people take the time to actually get to know who they are because so many people have been influenced by their family and their upbringing told, this is what you need to do. This is who you should be. And this is how you should execute that. And they live by the opinions of others, but neglecting that inner voice within that is always guiding, leading and inspiring them. And so I believe that when people are experienced turbulence in their life, that's part of the human experience. That's where we learn and we grow. But if it's happening on a regular basis where things just seem to be working against you, that's a very clear sign, in my opinion, that something is off. So there's a misalignment. So I like to go halt the brakes, take a moment. Even if you could spend five minutes sitting in a chair, don't even have your phone on and in the room, make sure you're somewhere where you won't be disturbed. And if that has to be in the car, bathroom stall, don't matter because I've done that a few times, believe me, oh, yes. wherever, wherever is accessible yep. and take that moment and just breathe, mm-hmm. follow the breath as it moves in and out, literally watching it move in and out through the body and do that for a minute or so just to allow a a feeling of settled, like stillness to settle in and then invite your soul to step forward and feel it as you invite it to step forward, move into the center of your heart chest, the chest heart space, feel into that space. And what are you feeling at first? I really believe that we need to connect with our feelings because our feelings is the language of the soul mediumship in itself, again, is all about the language of feeling, we might get clairaudience and clairvoyance, but without the, the clairsentience, the feeling, the emotional connection, we're not going to have any context to it. So invite that soul to step forward, connect with those feelings, and then start journaling. It may not even make sense to you. And then take a look, reflect on the certain, you know, conditions in your life right now that are just not working for you. And I like people to identify, most we, most people always have the reasons why things aren't working out. They just don't like to acknowledge it or take personal responsibility for the part that they played. Yes, yes. And so we need to get really honest with ourselves and it's uncomfortable and it's called growing pains, but just starting there, mm-hmm. just starting there, have an awareness of what you're feeling. Look at the situations in your life that aren't working and see what part you play in it. Because other people, they may be part of the play, but yet you choose how you show up and interact with them. You choose how you respond to them. And if people lack emotional control over themselves and the situations that they experience in life, that is where they need to develop discipline of self. And that is going to come through developing a practice. Perhaps that is breath work, meditation, journaling, yoga, exercising. It's all, all those practices, all those things that I mentioned, Shana, are about returning to self, about bringing ourselves into a state of centeredness. Mm-hmm. And then from there, there's little subtle shifts that begin to take place. And the parts of us that no longer serve us begin to fall away. And when that takes place, our our outer world begins to look different. We begin to talk different, feel different. We begin to develop compassion and and love for ourselves. We then have different people that come into our life. We have people that 
start to fall to the wayside. We end up leaving careers that we really hated in the first place where we've been mistreated. Health issues can begin to subside. I know this all firsthand because I went through a really crappy divorce. I had a really turbulent marriage and I was a really angry person. And all of that anger was stemmed in, in fear and sadness, all of that. I had to work through that. And Sometimes we have to work through that stuff on our own. It's okay. Sometimes we need the help of a friend, a mentor, a minister, a therapist, whatever, whoever that is to help you process some of that stuff. But the first place is always starting with them. And then you can have other people that can assist you with working through another layer. And it's a process. And when we can allow ourselves to move through that process, we're going to hear the voice of our soul so much more clearly. We're going to show up with confidence. We're going to show up with certainty. We're going to show up differently in life than we ever have before. And our, our world then just starts to align. And then we have choices that come our way and through the gift of free will and our intuition, we can decide, I know that I need to do this. This is the right choice for me because it feels right. Not doesn't matter what mom, dad, spouse, coworkers, anybody else says, What's right for us? What's right for me? And we've got to stop people pleasing too. Oh, huge, right? Huge. And, and, you know, I'm, uh, that was beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. It was, um, I find in the last couple of weeks in my practice, I'm sure you find this as well. It's all about boundaries. It's like, oh my God, yes. It's like, okay, it's about boundaries. And as you were mentioning, you know, what I find is that, um, I find that not everyone wants to grow I mean, and not that I'm looking for people that want to grow at the level that I want to grow because I kind of geek out on personal growth stuff. And I'm like, ooh, what else is in there? Let's see, let's yeah. see. And it's like, you know, Louise, hey, I always think, you know, life is happening for me. It's not happening to me. I don't have to react, you know. Let's have a look at this. And like you said, you know, I've actually seen some of those chunks kind of fall away. It's like when a rocket takes off and there's a big chunk that falls away. It's like, whoa, what was that? And then recalibrating to that new vibration. And so it's interesting because it's just like, you know, but it's like people will, it's almost like people are, are, are saying things or doing things and they're, they're facilitating their own movement away from my reality. It's like, what is going on? Because it's, you know, again, setting that intention that, you know, is it gratitude? Is it love? Is it compassion? Is it forgiveness? You know, those are, you know, those are the cornerstone of what I like to, you know, surround myself with. And yeah, I have moments where I'm in traffic or, or, you know, whatever that is. And, you know, we're, <laughs> we're never done, right. There was all this yeah. stuff that's coming up, but it's, yeah. it, it's easier over time. And it's right. You're, you're so right. I mean, I, again, the similarities I went through a horrific divorce four years ago and you know I've spent you know better part of four years healing and working through stuff and then all the childhood stuff came up and it's like are you kidding me oh my god but again those big chunks releasing and then the days that um you know I'm in alignment with who I really am you know I you know Joe Dispenza calls it you know your future self you know when I'm plugged yeah. into future Shauna it's like whoa like unstoppable it's just magic and so then it becomes I don't know if you find this I, I'm like, okay, what else can I do to get connected into that? And how much longer can I stay in there? And, 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 because the more of the inner work that we do, then the quicker we can align with that and what lights us up and our joy and our heart. And just, you know, it's the magic of the magic, the magical part of living. Absolutely. And in order to be a good medium, you have to live. Yeah, absolutely. You have to have those lived experiences so your soul yeah. can 
acquire new knowledge. So you can also be more relatable to other people. So you can really get the most out of this physical life, this classroom of the earth. And there's never a point where we arrive. Mm. Doesn't matter. You can take a class, you can do a year of therapy, you can, you know, do your yoga, your meditation, all of that. Those things are amazing. But the more you learn and grow, you're constantly shifting. And, you know, I've had people say to me, you've changed. Yeah. And I go, thank you. What do you mean? I said, you're supposed to. That's the whole point of life is growing and changing and evolving. And it's interesting because I'll look back and I look at my social circles over, let's say, the last 30 plus years. I go, oh my gosh. And it's not that I don't care for those people and I want the best for them. And it's not that they're bad people, but you lose, you lose the commonality between each other. Like the common things of interests and your personalities are so different. And then it's almost like you become strangers. Yes, it's true. Yep. And it's not to be afraid of doing the inner work, but it's, uh, I actually, here's the thing my mom has always said to us, she said, Courtney, when I would be going through a tough time, which I did a lot in my twenties when I was unhappily married the first time. Right. And she said, Courtney, ask yourself, do you want to live like this for the rest of your life? (laughs) And literally one day I woke up and I was like, screw this, pardon my language, but I was like, screw this. And I was like, I was done with the husband and the dog and that was it. Yep. Like peace out. And I started living life for me, obviously my kids too, but no, it was this discovery of self and go, wow. And when you can get to know who you are and be your own best friend and be comfortable in your own company, you are unshakable. You're unstoppable. Exactly. You're unstoppable. Yeah, exactly. And you know, it's, it's, it's interesting is, you know, again, lately it's been, you know, about boundaries and about looking for that external validation. And it's like, you know, when you give that to yourself, you're not impacted as greatly by what's going on around you and what other yeah. people are choosing. And it's so true. You know, it's every now and again, I'll say to my, my guys, I'm like, yo, I need more ground crew, please. Like I, I, I need, I need to up level. I need people that are going to up level with me. And it's, and now yeah. when the relationship shifts, it's like, Ooh, now <laughs> gonna come in. Like, it's, and again, yeah. I, I love that person. I bless them. I send them love. I want nothing but the best for them. And it's just like, maybe at some point they'll come back. And if they do great, if they don't, that's okay. It's just like, Ooh, now what are we going to get? This is kind of exciting. Whereas, you know, 10, 20 years ago, I would have been like, Oh, did I do something wrong? And, Oh, and I would hang on to people. I'd be like, no, 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 no. Let's, let's, we'll hang on to you. And we're meant to stay together forever. And it was like, no, because we're always shifting and changing and growing. And yeah. I have just, I have absolutely loved our conversation today. Thank you so much. It's, um, me too, Shauna. It's always such a delight to, to chat with you, Courtney. Now, would you share with everybody, how can they find you? What do you have going on? You've got your podcast, website, events. All yeah. Okay. So you can, first off, thank you for having me on the show. It's been so lovely to connect with you to find out what I'm doing. You can go to my website, mediumcourtneydawson.com. I have a bunch of classes on there under my uh, online school, the Connected Spirit Intuitive School of Mediumship and Development. Uh, you can check that out. I'm on Instagram and Facebook at Medium Courtney Dawson. I'm always on Instagram, so you can check me out there. I have some intuitive, psychic, and mediumship 
online circles throughout the summer. And I'm actually working on a couple of new courses that will be available just over the summer. And so you can check that out again by going to my website, mediumcourtneydawson.com. I have a new section on my website. It has a bunch of free resources. There are meditations, guidebooks, etc. I have an amazing newsletter that I'm going to say it kind of rocks. So it's called Triple One Spirit. And each week I share a thought, an idea on how to connect to the spirit within. And then I share a spiritual tip or exercise. And then one thing that I'm loving that week, plus a whole bunch of other cool stuff in there. And I also offer a weekly spirit message to the group who subscribe to my newsletter. So all kinds of fun stuff on there. And you can always reach out to me through my website and on social. Oh, amazing. Thank you. And we'll have everything in the show notes so everyone can find you. Everyone can find you. Thank you so much. This has been awesome. Amazing. I can't wait for everybody to hear all of your beautiful insights. And and so again, thank you for joining us. Thank you, Shauna. Thank you, Courtney, for sharing in such an inspiring and uplifting conversation about the spirit world and making the connection. You can find Courtney on Instagram at Medium Courtney Dawson. And be sure to check out her podcast, The Connected Spirit Podcast. You can find me on Instagram at Shauna DeMellon Medium. And be sure to check out my website for upcoming events and classes at livealifeyoulove.org. Thank you so much for joining us. And I look so forward to connecting with you next time. Bye for now.